seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have me, sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this new crazy mother. Some people didn't understand when I say I'm training for life. 2020 was the perfect example of that. A lot of people lost jobs, lost businesses, lost family members. A lot of folks spent a lot of time in the hospital on ventilators. That should have caused a lot of damage in your brain. Folks see how much that work out. And they think I'm running from demons. It's not demons, it's discipline. And I'm a disciple of discipline. You cannot run your demons. They'll always find you. Only way to beat them motherfuckers is look at them eye to eye and make them your bitch. Mindset's the only thing that gets you through hard times. Merry fucking Christmas. What's up, monkeys? Monkey Dan here. Welcome to a Friday quickie episode. That was the wild man, David Goggins. He's on Instagram at David Goggins. I'll put a link in the show notes as well. But man, and that was his uh, December 25th, 2020, his Christmas post. Man, watching that shit just gets me fired up. And this episode, I'm going to talk about just kind of this process I went through for setting some goals. And for some reason, I just I thought about that clip, wanted to share with you guys. Check it out. Maybe uh, watch it like three times and then go through the process that I talk about later on in the episode. You're, again, it just, there's times if, you know, I'm not like amped to the max every day, 24 hours a day, 365. You know, there's ups and downs like anyone has. So if there's ever a time, especially like for training or, you know, doing monkey biz stuff, if there's ever a time I just need a little kick in the ass and like, you know, I have it so easy compared to the vast majority of people. If I ever need that, like, come on, man. Like if I ever get a little poopy pants, as Goggins says, watching something like that just gets me fired up. So if you need a little lift again, you can't, you can't rely purely on motivation. You gotta have the discipline. And I love, I love that comment where he says, I'm a disciple of discipline. I love that comment. Monkeys, that's uh, that might have to be our adopt, adopted slogan uh, down the road, but such a great concept. I love how he talks about the demons and making them your bitch. You can't outrun them. You got to look them in the eye. It just you got to face it. So hopefully you guys enjoy this episode. I, I found myself going through this process and it was kind of, it was, a, it was something I've done similar, something like it similar in the past, but this felt a little more structured and want to share with y'all. So please enjoy. Let me know what you guys think. Shoot us a note, info at monkey.co. Any questions or comments or shoot me a direct message on Instagram, Insta, Instagram at monkey.co. Here we go with the episode and please enjoy. What's up monkeys, Monkey Dan here and welcome to this quickie episode. And today I want to talk about this process I was kind of intuitively going through yesterday as I was putting together a training block starting next week, it's a five week training block. And I've done similar things in the past, but I thought this was actually a really productive way to kind of think about your goals, think about your training, think about how you want to approach it. And then use that as kind of a top down methodology or top down method to kind of 
get to the details of each individual workout. So this is what I did. So I took just a blank piece of paper, three columns. The left column is goals. Middle column is principles. And the right column is 2021 activities or events. Okay. So under goals, what, and what are the, what's the purpose of the goals? The goals are, what are the goals of this training block or this training program? So really the 2021 activities could also, activities could be synonymous with goals as well, but the goals of this training program. So I wrote down five things and this is for me personally. And so again, what I'm kind of describing is the process I went to, went through to figure out what I want to do for my personal training. And this is an extra exercise you guys could use to create your own kind of program. So what are the goals of the training? The first thing I wrote down was I want to increase my GPP, my general physical preparedness. So what that means is I'm really just trying to build a very broad base of fitness, strength, endurance, agility, mobility, flexibility, agility, all that stuff. Just trying to build a very broad, robust base of fitness that I can then use to launch a more specific focus down the road. So that's the first goal, GPP. Second goal, this is a little more specific. I want to train the single arm pull-up specifically. So <laughs> saying that out loud, it's a little contradictory to that GPP program, but essentially what I'm going to do is instead of doing a lot of just regular two-handed pull-ups, chin-ups, etc., I'll be focusing on single arm pulling, single arm rows, offset pull-ups, assisted one arm pull-ups, all that stuff. So second goal is single arm pull-up focused training. Third goal is to develop the single arm push-up. So working that single arm pulling, single arm pressing. And again, really the only difference is instead of doing just straight up regular push-ups, I'll do variations that focus more on that single arm pushing movement. Fourth goal is, man, I've had, I think it was ever since I've sprained my ankle decently bad about a year and a half ago. And ever since that time, my hip, my knee, and my, my ankle feels pretty good most of the time. But even since then, I've had some issues. It's just kind of my, all three joints, all three major joints in my right leg have just been a little funky over the last kind of year. So Really just want to make an effort to focus on that a little bit every single day and keep that, get, get that back on the road to recovery. So, uh, it doesn't impede on the adventures. It's not, it's not super bad. It's just one of those things I don't want to just linger forever and, you know, develop into something worse down the road. So got to get that fixed. And then fifth and final goal is just do more movement variety. So just kind of reflecting on my past training history, you know, I've done a lot of the same exercises, which a lot of them are awesome. Squats, deadlifts, cleans, pull-ups, push-ups, tucks, pikes, all those things. Those kind of like, you know, core movements, exercises. I've done a ton of those. So I'm just, I want to branch out and start doing just things that maybe require a little bit more skill or that are new to me and require me to be a little bit more focused and just, again, going along with that GPP general physical preparedness, just have, 
be a part of a more broad and robust, not only fitness, but movement regimen. Okay, so those are the five goals. Going through them one more time. One, increase the GPP. Two, incre- uh, focus on single arm pulling or the single arm pull-up exercise. Three, focus on the single arm push-up. Four, work on that right leg. And five, increase movement variety. Okay, second column, the principles. So I have four principles written down, and the first one has kind of several sub-principles I'll go through. So the first is I want to do natural movements. So in my list of natural movements would include, this isn't necessarily in order, but it's not that far off actually either. So the natural movements are not limited to, but include walk, walking, running, climbing, swimming, carrying, crawling, sprinting, and lifting. I definitely didn't make that up, but kind of pulling from the wild man, Erwin LaCour with MoveNet, pulling from a little bit of Mark Sisson, Primal, primal Blueprint, man, it's Friday, Mark Sisson, Primal Blueprint. So the, I just want to make sure I'm doing these things. And again, that that's tying to that GPP. So, you know, walking, I've been so, I, it's funny to me that I'm so excited about walking, but man, I've been doing it as a regular practice. I walk to and from work at a minimum. And then on top of that, there's these trails right in our backyard, which is awesome. So getting in like, you know, two to six miles a day, kind of at a baseline. And it's really awesome. It's just, it's a great time for me to just think process. And I really believe as well, it helps with just overall recovery energy and just my state of mind as well. So get out there walking. If it's just five, 10 minutes, it, it really does matter. And it all adds up. Okay. Second principle is and again, the principles are for the training program. Second principle of the program is I want to do multiple sessions per day. So for example, that might mean doing maybe some running or walking in the morning and then maybe some body weight calisthenics midday or in the afternoon. But, you know, I want to do multiple sessions throughout the day versus just one giant workout. So I just, I think I, I think I feel better that way. I think that's more evolutionarily congruent with how, kind of people would have moved, you know, back in the day, you wake up, you kind of got to go gather water, cook all this stuff. You're kind of up and down off the ground, a little lower activity. And then maybe in the evening you're hunting or something like that, or midday, you got to carry, you know, a log to go build a new uh, shelter, something like that, but just kind of breaking the movement up throughout the day. And the analogy I've always used is if you let, if it's like freezing at night and you live next to a pond where you need water, if it's freezing that night, if you go out every hour and punch a hole through the ice in the morning, when you go out there, you're just going to have a very thin layer of ice to break through to get your water. But you don't get out of bed. You just stay snuggled up, (laughs) snuggled up all night long. And then you go out in the morning, you're going to have like a foot of ice. You're going to have to hammer through and it's going to take, you know, several hours or all day to get to the water. So the analogy being, if you think about moving throughout the day, the longer you don't move, the thicker the ice that builds up in your body that you got to break through once you start moving again. So keep that ice thin, keep chipping away at it regularly. And it's just, you're going to feel better more. I had a strength coach one time. He says, guys, think about how good it's going to feel 
when you feel better. I always like that term. <laughs> okay. Uh, third principle, keep the sessions relatively short and relatively being that's for me personally. So, you know, what someone might consider a long run might be a shorter run for me. It also could be more objective or finite where it's, you know, I just got to do a 10 minute workout instead of a 60 minute workout. So keep things short. And again, that kind of ties in with the multiple sessions throughout the day. Fourth and final principle is finish with something left in the tank most of the time. And that's something I didn't do for pretty much my entire training age. So training age being from the time I started working out, which was like, I think I had, I had this, I was, I played ice hockey growing up and I, you know, my dream was to be in the NHL and I had this, I bought a conditioning for hockey book in like, I think fourth grade. So I started doing like, you know, push-ups, running stair sprints in my parents' house, doing like agility drills, plyometric drills out in the yard, just training, um, at a pretty young age. So I have a, I'm old. My training age is, is old comparative to most folks. And, um, most of that time I would just go all out and just totally empty the tank every single session. And, you know, I was able to handle it, but I don't necessarily think that it was optimal. And I've been talking about this a lot. So I just, I, I still, I still go hard. I still want to go hard and I don't want this to come off as, as meaning, you know, you don't need to train with effort and intensity, but it's just, you need to be nuanced about the training and make sure you walk that fine line of leaving just a little bit in the tank so that you can come back the next day and the next day and the next day. So the point, what it really does is it helps get you to consistency when you leave that little bit in the tank. Whereas if you just totally trash yourself yeah, I mean, if you show up the next day, you show up, but it's like the effort you're able to give isn't the same. And I think the net effect of that is negative over the long term versus if you just left that little bit, you're going to have that more long term growth. So, something to think about. Okay. And then, so that was the four for principles. So, first is natural movement, second, multiple sessions a day, third, relatively short sessions. Number four is finish with something left in the tank. All right. And then the third column is the 2021 activities slash events slash goals, however you want to, however you want to call it. So I have three written down. These are, they're more abstract. And I mentioned in the Misogi episode, which by the way, thanks. Shout out to uh, the monkeys that sent in their Misogi. I, I appreciate that. So stoked to see what you guys get done and you know, I'll, uh, I'll have to check in later on in the year, but I was thinking about it and I don't particularly want to be, I'm going to, I'm going to, again, little nuance to this, but I don't want to state my Masogi goals specifically because particularly the climbing one is there. There's, I mean, there's real objective danger and I don't, I know myself enough that, uh, I don't want to have this pressure of thinking about like, man, I said I was going to do that. And now, you know, I, the situation or conditions are suboptimal or literally dangerous. And I don't want to have that pressure and just that clouded, 
that cloud in my mind that could affect my judgment. So I'm going to talk more abstractly. And then, uh, once these go down, I'll let you guys know how it went. What fail success or fail. I'll let you guys know how they went, but I just, again, I don't want to have this pressure specifically for the climbing goals. I can be more uh, precise with the other one. So I have three. First is trail running. I want to do somewhere between a 50 K, which is like 31 miles and a 50 miler sometime this summer. So there's a route, a buddy and I shout out to the wild man, Mark. We were looking at doing this route. Essentially you run the continental divide from an area called birthed pass just outside of winter park, Colorado. You run the continental divide North to grand Lake, which is just on the West side of Rocky mountain national park. It's beautiful. It's epic. You're literally, you know, excuse me. You start like 11,000 feet run up to this ridge and you're just cruising this Alpine Ridge for miles and miles and miles. A lot of it's off trail and, uh, it's just, it's wild country and it's essentially my backyard. So that'd be really cool to get done. Climbing the plan right now, again, abstractly the plan with my buddy, Chris, who we climbed El Cap, uh, we climbed El Cap together. Our plan right now is to go to Yosemite sometime late spring, early summer, or kind of later in the summer. Our plan is to go to Yosemite and do a big wall. I don't want to say which one, but that's the plan. And again, there's, there'll be a lot of factors. We'll see just what's going on with COVID and travel and all that stuff. But that's the plan right now, and I'm super psyched. It's uh, it's one of the features that I've been looking at for years in the valley, and it's so beautiful, so iconic, and it'd be just it just be really fun. I think you know certainly there's certainly the physical, very challenging physical side of it, but it's also just the aesthetics and the position you're in. Everything is just so wild, so dramatic. And I think what, what I've realized about climbing is you kind of, you kind of become your own little superhero in a way, or you become the superhero in your own movie. And you know, climbers have this reputation of being kind of cocky and arrogant, which is kind of true. But, uh, I kind of see where it comes from in the sense of you have these like super intense experiences that you know, not, not a lot of people can relate to, not even other climbers always. So you kind of, you get cut up in your own little world and you just think you're super awesome. I'm not super awesome climber. I'm a, you know, maybe slightly above average climber at best, but anyhow, just that experience of some of these positions you're in, they're just like, they're heroic is the only way to describe them. So again, not trying to call myself a hero, but I think it's okay to be your own hero. So really psyched to get out on the rock. You know, this, that was something that, man, I, I, that's all kind of all I did from like 2010 till pretty much since our first daughter was born was that, that was my thing, you know, more than anything, it was climbing and last few years have kind of trailed off, but psyched to get back on the wall. And it's so much fun with my good buddy, Chris. So hopefully I'll have a good story for you guys succeed or fail. The third activity Third and final is backcountry bow hunting. And uh, this is something I was hesitant to talk about for a while, but it's just the more, I just can't help it, honestly. So it's 
It's so rewarding. It's so much fun. The challenge it's, it's for sure. I think it, I think it's harder than like climbing. I think I would argue in ways that backcountry bow hunting solo specifically is harder than like climbing El Cap. So that's, uh, that's something I'm really psyched for in September. You know, again, I'll be going pretty much my backyard here in Colorado, which I think is pretty cool. And there's just, there's so many elements that tie together. You know, there's the fitness element. You're carrying a heavy pack. You're climbing up and down mountains. You have to carry your bow. You potentially have to carry out hundreds of pounds of meat. You know, there's a lot going on. And what's, what's interesting about, or what, what I think is really cool is you never know what the day is going to be like. So, you know, some days you may only move around a few miles, but other days you're tracking, chasing things down. You know, you could do 10, 15 miles easily up and down over mountains. Maybe you're looking across a valley, you see game across the way. So you have to drop down, climb back up, but then they move. So you got to reverse, you know, there's just so many factors going on that, uh, you just don't know what's going to happen each day. You know, I, the way this, my style is I've, I've been bivying. So I essentially just bring a sleeping bag, a little, uh, sleeping pad, and then it's called a bivy sack. It's essentially like a nylon sheath for your sleeping bag. It's kind of, it's similar material to a tent. It's kind of like the rain fly material of a tent, but it essentially just slips over your sleeping bag. There's a little hoop for your face. So you're just kind of sleeping. It's, what's really cool about it is you can just kind of sleep wherever you can, you know, tuck up behind a tree on a steep hillside, just really slide into these little nooks, not having to worry about set up a tent and all that stuff. So there's that there's just the, general outdoor survival skills, you know, watching the weather, not getting struck by lightning, especially here in Colorado, where that's like a real, real danger to watch out for. So that's it. You know, three, three, uh, 2021 activities, goals, events. I spoke very abstractly. So I got a for, I know what I'm doing climbing wise for sure. I know where I'm going to go hunting and the run is kind of the only thing I don't have totally nailed down. But again, I'm thinking that route from Berthoud to essentially Rocky mountain national park, like 50 miles on the Cuttenhole divide. That would be just a sweet journey. So that's what I'm putting out there. <sighs> from like a approach wise. And then to finish up, I'll talk, let me just walk you guys through. So I wrote down, I'm still kind of at a rough draft phase, but essentially what I did was on uh, Microsoft word, I made a grid. It's a five by seven square grid. So seven days of the week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then five weeks. And so let me just go through one week and that should, that'll pretty much, kind of give you guys a sense of what's going on, but this is, again, this is still kind of rough, but this is kind of what I'm looking at. So Monday is going to be kind of a grease the groove style, single arm pull up. So I'll do six, six, six sets of two throughout spread throughout the day. So that means, you know, maybe one or two sets in the morning, one or two sets midday, one or two sets in the afternoon, or, you know, every hour on the hour for six hours, do two pull-ups on the right, two pull-ups on the left. And 
it's going to be an offset single arm pull up. So using a monkey bar, my lower hand is maybe a foot or so below a pull up bar. So most of the effort comes from my higher arm and then I switch sides. So it's two on the right, two on the left. I started doing an exercise. So that's the first exercise. The next exercise for Monday is an extension press up also known as a Lelane push up. But first week is five sets of five of those followed by shrimp squats, five sets of five. That's five each leg archer pushups. Again, that's the single arm pushup focus for Monday specifically. And then that hip mobility, right hip 10 minutes. So that's my Monday kind of mandatory training. And then in my notes for this program, it's encouraged and allowed to kind of add in additional work as I see fit throughout the day. So what I'm going to read you that I have written down, those are kind of like my minimums I need to hit for the day. And then, you know, if I feel like going for a little jog or, you know, maybe my buddy calls me up, wants to go for a quick climb, anything like that, you know, that's all icing on the cake, but all these, all these programs are kind of the minimum. And then on top of that, I'll do, you know, just kind of my intuitive by feel, micro workouts, micro movement sessions throughout the day. Okay. So that was Monday, Tuesday. This is a lifting day and sprinting day. So power snatch, five sets of three back squat, five sets of five, pretty classic, pretty simple program there. And then sprints, four sets of 10 seconds with full recovery. So, you know, anywhere from probably a minute, even up to five minutes. Sometimes I'll, I'll just, kind of move, include it into a walk where I'll do a 10 second sprint, walk for a few minutes, do another sprint. Just instead of just kind of doing the thing where you stand around, kind of kick at the dirt, look at your phone. I like that kind of like fartlek style. That's a real word, by the way, look it up. Fartlek style walking with those sprints Wednesday. So again, that's the Tuesday minimum Wednesday. Minimum training is going to be kettlebell snatches, simple and sinister Oh, not someone sinister quick in the dead style. So quick in the dead style, 12 minute workout. And these will all increase as the weeks go on Thursday trail run with four 20 second sprints. So what I like to do here is there's an awesome, there's this peak. I like to run bear peak. So I'll maybe the, I'll, I'll just kind of run jog the first mile, mile and a half. And then you get to this real steep section where you can't really run you power hike, but at that super steep section, I'll do 20 second sprint, slow down to a hike and I'll do that four times and then hike run, whatever is most efficient the rest of the way. Friday, I've got power clean plus jerk. So power clean and jerk four sets of three, as well as a squat session, five sets of three. That's barbell squat Saturday. I left blank because that's typically like a family hiking day. And, you know, I don't want to have something hanging over me and needs to get done. But typically Saturday mornings have some squaffy. So I'll drop in my squat, drink coffee, and then maybe do a little core routine. Maybe the three by 15 squat push up row and Sunday get out on the trail. So Sunday will be just a trail run probably somewhere between five and 15 miles, depending on how I'm feeling, the conditions, the time constraints, all that. But I'm so fortunate here. I can pretty much go out my back, 
door and get right on trail. Or if I drive, you know, 10, 15 minutes, I'm in pretty epic terrain. So that trail running, I kind of just do by feel. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I, my experience has been, especially for the ultra endurance stuff, you don't really need to do that much mileage consistently. I think as long as you're running consistently and training consistently, you can do a pretty short block and complete the distance versus compete at. So if you're trying to like, you know, set a PR or compete, you need to be a lot more focused in your training. But you know, for me, I'm just trying to be, I'm trying to be the best at being good at everything, trying to be the best at being good at everything, which I think that's just what I'm kind of genetically and anatomically set up for anyways. And it's just what I like to do. I like to do a bunch of different shit. So a training program like this, I think is super conducive to my goals. And then I'd also note, you know, if you notice there wasn't like, uh, three sets of rows on pocket monkey and, uh, five sets of Tabata, uh, lunge jump twists or lunge jump slams on 360. So that's just, again, that stuff I'm going to do. It's kind of that icing on the cake movement throughout the day. I'll do that more micro workout style versus like a focused, workout for what I'm trying to do, but man, for the rotational training, the 360 is just money, man. So anyone listening that hasn't tried it out, highly recommend it. And pocket just, I love having pocket for just, you know, if I want to do a quick row sesh, sit in a plank for a little bit, do some wild pushups, whatever. I just like having it there. And then, you know, again, I can always go, uh, go a little bit wilder on it when I need to, and when it's more fitting to my training protocol. So that's what's going on. And then the last thing, this, this quickie episode turned into a little bit longer than I expected, but the last thing I was going to talk about is, so morning routines are like a super hot topic. Everyone loves hearing about people's morning routines, all that stuff. I do. I know for sure. Whenever I see it on a podcast episode, I'm clicking on that for sure. I'm just curious, but what I'm doing, and I don't have uh, specifics yet, but essentially what I'm doing is just writing out a different morning routine for each day of the week. So instead of, instead of just every day I wake up and do, you know, three sets of 10 squats, pushups and sit-ups and rows and do that. I'm going to have each day do a little bit. Well, each day will be a significantly different warm up. And again, that go, that ties into the principle or the goal, excuse me, the goal of having more movement variety. So the warm up is also a workout in a way. The warm up is still movement. It still counts towards your fitness, but I just want to be a little bit more intentional and really hammer in that movement variety. So kind of looking at how the program's going to work is there'll be this kind of minimum, oops, there it goes. There'll be this kind of minimum warm up first thing in the morning, followed by this minimum focus training of that day, which on top of by feel, by intuition, I can add on more movement and or micro workouts throughout the day. So that's what I'm looking at for this first five week block and yeah, I thought the process of the way I went up, excuse me, the process of how I went about kind of coming up with all this, 
I've like I said, I've done similar things in the past, but nothing exactly like this. So thought I'd share it with you guys and also hope you guys like that. Uh, that Goggins quote at the beginning, what you should do is listen, go on Instagram. It's the December 25th, 2020 post from David Goggins. Go on there, watch it like three times and then write down your goals, your principles, your 2021 events slash goals slash activities. And then, uh, go from there. You'll be stoked. So thanks for tuning in monkeys. Have a wild weekend and we'll see you next time. Monkey on.